Welcome to BBB Books, Bevs, and Babes, an irreverent virtual book club with two book-loving brown girls. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 15. I am Shia. And I'm Chanika. Thanks for coming back, everybody. Um, this week, we are talking about Happy Place by Emily Henry. Super which, excited. We're like, I yeah. feel like we're finally trend, like with the trendy books. Yes. Right? Well, this was new. Like this yeah. one was fairly new. This came out like earlier this year. And I I have like read pretty much all of Emily Henry's books now. So this was like her her latest one. Mm-hmm. I've read them all. I always like her. And I think she's a good, she's like, she's one of my favorite um, contemporary romance can you, authors. Can you remind me of the other books? I've read Book Lovers. Um, she's done... Um, oh, gosh, People We one? Meet on Vacation. People We Meet on Vacation. And Beach Read. Yes. Oh my God, I've read all this too. Yes, we <laughs> I have. I know. They're, they're classics. They're good. <laughs> so yeah, we, we I've liked all of them. And so this was just like, oh yay, another one. And I think, I think this pretty much wraps up all of what she's done so far. Yeah, so, so far. Yeah, so I'm just I like look forward to I think she's one of my favorites. Her and Abby Jimenez, they just they just hit the right notes for me. So those I think are if I were gonna list, there's just those two who are mm-hmm. my favorite contemporary um, authors, contemporary romance not uh, novelists. I feel like everybody else is kind of problematic in some way or another. Either I don't like love their writing, mm-hmm. I don't love their heroines or the plots or whatever. But sh- these guys always hit the mark for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about drink. What are we doing for for your drink, Jenny? Okay, for this so week? Yeah. I have a lavender coffee with Kahlua, um, mm. and I chose that because this book reminded me of like, you know, just feel good book. And lavender coffee is like one of my favorite things to drink. Um, and then when you add Kahlua, it just makes you warm and fuzzy inside. There you go. And that's how the book made me feel. What about you? Um, I chose a decaf cappuccino. It just reminded me of like what I'd wanted. First of all, it was in the book. Um, and second of all, it was just what I would want to drink in Maine on the harbor, like looking out over the water in the morning. You get up early, you get out, you wrap a blanket around yourself on your porch and you're sipping your cappuccino in the morning. Like <laughs> I just like I feel like I, we were on the same vibe. We picked our pairings separately, obviously. And we were both like, oh, yeah, great minds because we were both on the coffee mm-hmm. train because it just it was very it made me feel good. This yeah. book made me feel good. And so um, this this was my I think this was the perfect pairing. Yeah. The warm and fuzzies. Warm and fuzzies. <laughs> All right. So All right. I'll go into the synopsis for The Happy Place by Emily Henry. Harriet and Wynne have been the perfect couple since they met in college. They go together like salt and pepper, honey and tea, lobster and rolls. How? Except now for reasons they're not discussing, they don't. They broke up six months ago and still haven't told their best friends, which is how they find themselves sharing the largest bedroom at the main cottage that has been their, group, their friend group's yearly getaway for the last decade. Their annual respite from the world where for one bright vibrant blue week they leave behind their daily lives have copious amounts of cheese wine and seafood and soak up the salty coastal air with the people who understand them most only this year harriet and Wynne are lying through their teeth while trying not to notice how desperately they still want each other because the cottage is for sale and this is the last week they'll all have together in this place they can't stand to break their friends hearts and so they'll play their parts. Harriet will be driven surgical re- what? Harriet will be the driven surgical resident who never starts fights and Wynne will be the laid back charmer who never lets the cracks show. It's a flawless plan. If you look at it from a great distance and through a pair of sunscreen smeared glasses. After years of be- being in love, how hard could it be to fake it for one week? in front of the ones who know you best. That was a long, just that like, was a long summer. Well, just like our other recent books, I feel like the synopsis. Kind of this is why I don't, summer. this is why I don't read them. This is I, why I, I don't read them. I stopped reading it because yeah. of you. It's such a, it's such a spoiler. And yeah. I just don't want to have the spoiler. Like I, yeah. if I had read that, I'd be like, okay, what, what, what is left yeah. to the imagination? You know, I'll, I don't even I'll, want to know people's names before I get into it. Like, <laughs> I just don't, I don't like, la, 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 don't, don't, don't I, tell I me mean, anything. I do, 
before I read a book, yes, I stopped. I used to read the synopsis, but I stopped because of you. But I do look at the rating. And yeah. sometimes, oh, sometimes I read the reviews. The ones that say spoiler yeah. alert, I skip. But the other yeah. ones, I read the reviews. There's a couple of people on Goodreads that I follow. And if they have okay. good reviews, then I'm like, okay, this is a good book. I always look at the reviews um, because I'm not going to I'm not going to waste my time on anything that rates below like a 3.5. It's just not going to mm-hmm. happen. I don't have too many books I want to read that rate higher. So I just don't bother. But um, but yeah, I, I do sometimes like if I don't know what it's about at all, I might skim a sentence or two of the um, summary of the, of the synopsis just to see mm-hmm. like, is this even in the in the realm of something that I'd even want to read? And if it is awesome I will but if it's not then you know so I don't I do I do sometimes but I do not read the whole thing Mm -hmm. especially for something that I do definitely know I want to read yeah I feel like for these kind of books especially like the contemporary like yeah you know these kind of books like they kind of just tell you what's gonna happen they do yeah Yeah. for sure for sure um well Uh, we can go into it a little bit I guess but the synopsis Mm -hmm. pretty much told us everything um so basically there's this group of six people and two three of them harriet sabrina and cleo they were freshman college roommates and they clicked they're very very different but they clicked from the very beginning and throughout the years they gathered some people along the way who became and then started dating them yeah yeah who became their roommate and then started yeah all that kind of stuff and so now they're like six people that are super super close they know each other really well and this is pretty much um like their annual vacation they go to this house that um, one of the girls sabrina owns her family owns um in maine and they go for like the lobster festival i it's the week of the lobster festival not necessarily for that but they go for the week of that and they all share this beautiful house and this is pretty much the very last year that the house will be theirs because it's being sold there's already a buyer um and uh you know they all have very different lives you know harriet is a a brain surgery resident and uh, you know each one has their different like personalities and stuff like that but um yeah they just all get together in this house which sounds super fun and um you know it's awkward because this guy, Wynn, her Harriet's ex-boyfriend is there. and Ex-fiance. Ex-fiance, that's right. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows they broke up except for them two, obviously. And um, they're stuck in this house for a week. And they pretty much, um, you know, after the announcement from Sabrina that the house is being sold and, um, you know, wanting it, wanting to make it the best week ever. And then on top of that, her and her boyfriend are going to get married at the end of the week. They just decide we we still don't want to tell anybody. We'll just make this the best week that we can after their wedding. Then we'll tell everybody. So they kind of put on a front for everybody to kind of see. <laughs> and I guess they're just, we don't find out for a while, but like halfway through, maybe yeah. a little bit more. We don't find out more. for a while why they broke up. But there's just like a series of flashbacks and current and flashbacks and current or present time. And it's basically like their story of how they got together and um, just like now while they're like how they're acting while they're um, they're in the house together. And they're like, you know, putting on a show, but there's obviously like feelings there because us as a reader don't know why they broke up. But, you know, we kind of see that there are feelings there and. Um, you kind of see that Harriet does not have closure. Yeah. I don't think either of them really do. No, but we, I mean, the, it's from the, it's from her point of view. So we definitely, yeah, definitely you know, don't. no, but yeah. I guess her perception is very similar to all of her other books that we've read. Her perception is, is that he's like moved on. Yeah. But, and of course we know he hasn't. Yeah. Um, because we're we, we even though we don't know the reason why they broke up and we I think we pretty much like I feel like I kind of guessed the twists for this book 
pretty early on. Like I pretty much knew from the beginning that that someone had found out about her and him being Mm -hmm. broken up. That's why they were switched to a different bedroom. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew that they were like, I kind of felt like maybe they had locked them into this into the wine Mm -hmm. cellar on purpose. Like I felt like. Okay, I wanted to, that's something that I have in my notes. Like, why yeah. didn't that get revealed? Because I thought this is the very same thing. I don't thing. think like, they did. I think they, I don't I think, think so that, either, but, but I, in, I kind of thought they did, yeah. <laughs> but I had a feeling that, like, there was some kind of a ruse. Somebody or either somebody or a few people knew or they mm-hmm. all knew. I didn't guess that Cleo was pregnant. Same. That was a kind of a surprise. Mm-hmm. So that was, and then it made sense some of the reasons, some of the choices mm-hmm. that she was making and things she was saying. Um but yeah, I think this was an interesting book because it really, um, it had a lot of, like, I was kind of disappointed at the beginning. I was like, oh no, we're doing a love interest who she's already like had a long relationship with and mm-hmm. have broken up with. Like you've been with him for like a decade and now we have to like try to imagine you having like the, the butterfly feelings for this guy. Like, yeah. but then, but then we realize you know, they'd been in a long distance relationship and they, and there's always like the forbidden romance of like, oh, we're not supposed to be doing this. And so there was still that chemistry. And mm-hmm. also we got to experience in the flashbacks, the beginning of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So it gave me what I wanted from that. But I was initially quite disappointed. It was like, oh, how are we not going to have like the discovery of new love or whatever? But we got a little bit of that. And then it, and then the forbidden aspect of it made it titillating or whatever, mm-hmm. because, you know, um, I've had that like Andy and I, my husband and I had broken up for a while. And then when we were getting back together, kind of in bed before, and we were kind of messing around with each other, it was like very titillating to be like, Ooh, we're not supposed to be doing this, but we're doing it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I, I will tell you that I, um, drew a lot of comparisons between like, not necessarily the characters, but just like the moving, like, so Harry is a brain surgeon or yeah. resident. So, you know, uh, being a spouse of a physician, I went through the whole thing of like moving across the country for residency and then moving across the country for, you know, whatever job he's at all. So I got that. I definitely related to when in that way, because it's really hard like to leave everybody that you know, or whatever is familiar behind and go to somewhere new and just make, have to make new friends. And, um, you know, it's a definitely a lot harder to make new friends as you get older, too. Yeah, um, sure. So I, I definitely related to that aspect of it. But I I thought it was – I wanted to get your opinion on this. The um, friend group, I also yeah. drew a lot of comparisons yes. <laughs> between our well, friends. What group. I was going to say, like, one of the thing, one of – I wouldn't say towards our, our particular friend group. I was going to say it more like – you know, we're in our thirties. You're now, you know, you've reached right past that point. And so, yeah. (laughs) And, and what I would say is, is there are a lot, there was a lot of like poignancy in this, in this book regarding like how she's addressing friendships that have, you've had for a very long time and how over time the relationships change and how you're you Mm -hmm. always sort of yearn for like the golden days of your friendship but as people grow older and their lives grow more complicated and then you change locations and schedules and all that stuff like the way people pull apart and then how they can come back together like I thought it was a really sweet way of of showing those relationships and how complicated and, and heartbreaking it's just as heartbreaking in some ways to have these friendships uh, change mm-hmm. as it is with relationships that are romantic in nature. So mm-hmm. I really did like how she was sort of how that was a part of the heartbreak in this book too, mm-hmm. was not just the heartbreak of a romance, but the heartbreak of like friendships changing and breaking and growing and all that stuff. So I, I really did enjoy I did enjoy the way that she she put that into the book, too. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy that, too. But like I was saying, like, I definitely drew comparisons on my own friendship groups that, like, there was definitely, like, the people pleaser friend. Yeah. And then the friend that, like, she, here's an itinerary. Here's, like, a foghorn that she's blowing, like, a whistle. Like, the, yeah. you know, let's get everything going. And, I mean, I definitely drew upon a lot of those comparisons. And it really did make me miss, like... A lot of my friends um, back yeah. home and stuff like that. It was very nostalgic. Yeah, um, and that for sure. way. What was the What was the other book that we were just talking about that was nostalgic on the podcast? Oh, gosh, was it I yours truly? Did we Maybe. say that? 
Uh, I don't well, remember. Well, anyway, the last two, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it really hits you hard. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I definitely thought, I, I agree with you. I think that not only was there like the love interest that was definitely like pulling at my heart, but it was also like the friendships, the friendships. and stuff like that. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the book? I bet I know which one it was. But I want to hear you. I don't think I, I don't know. What would you, what did you think it was? I thought it was the Ferris wheel. Part. Oh, <laughs> like, like, <taking> <laughs> that was funny. No, it wasn't. That wasn't my favorite part. Um, no, that but that part was funny, though. I, I'm I'm too um, I'm too much of a wuss to go on a Ferris wheel anyway. So I, oh, I feel yeah. like I would be like Cleo, like but I would be more of a stick in the mud and I'm not pregnant. I just would be like, no, I'll, I'll pass on that one, guys. Like that's that's not in my wheelhouse. No, when they did a gummy and they got they went got that's super what high I meant, on the Ferris wheel. Yes, part. absolutely. Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> Yes. Did Cleo yes, yes. take one? No, right? Cleo didn't because no, she's pregnant. No, because she drew. Well, she, yeah, yeah she's and the she DD. drove home. Yeah. Yeah, okay. she was the DD. She didn't uh-huh. drink anything, and she didn't. She didn't partake in the gummy yeah. in that. But yes, no. This was like I, I. I feel like some of the parts where they were like talking about the their trip and like their traditions and things like that. It really did make me like miss and and reminisce about like girls trips I've been mm-hmm. on because it's like it's so nice to have. I, I feel like those trips are so lovely and you know, we're, we're planning to do one for ourselves and we don't have like these long traditions, but that just general feeling of this book, Mm -hmm. it puts you in that space, in that mind space. And it was just nice to be in. This was a book that I liked being in. I liked the Mm -hmm. setting. I liked the people and it was just like cozy. It felt really Mm -hmm. nice. Right. I mean, it was just so nice. You're going to, I'm going to blow your mind. I would read this book again. I would too, but yeah. this is, that does blow my mind for you. Yeah. No, not not right away, but maybe in like yes, five down years down the way. Yeah, because it is like if if you were on vacation and you you know like next year and you were on vacation and it was like in a place like this by the water, mm-hmm. I would absolutely want to read this book to like be in the same. You know, it's it just mm-hmm. feels that way for mm-hmm. sure. This mm-hmm. is like a really good vacation book. I was also thinking just like in between books when you're like yes. waiting for the library to you know whatever put yes give me your book like this is a good in-between book yeah palette cleanser yeah exactly I mean it's like it really says something when you're like obviously we have to talk about it with the podcast but like just thinking about it even days after like oh man I really enjoyed that book or just remembering details that maybe we forgot yeah like even recently Mm -hmm. um but I yeah this you know I'm thinking about the other books that she wrote like people we meet on vacation Mm -hmm. and book lovers I think book lovers was one of my favorites see that's the one where there were two artists but they were living next door not artists but authors living next door to each other right at their summer house or something at the lake or something it might have been that one yeah book lovers well I well I was what I my point with this was saying was that I liked people we meet on vacation because that was the same thing gave me really good feels and like Mm -hmm. yeah I don't remember the characters names but I remember the gist of the story too and I read that book a couple of years ago so um this did the trick also I definitely feel very happy reading it it was (laughs) me in my happy place in your happy place I know I think she did a good job of making her happy place our happy place Mm -hmm. right like she described all of the places in such a way that you were like yes this Mm -hmm. is this is a this is a happy place Mm -hmm. and I'm happy to be here exactly exactly (laughs) oh man I, I I mean I'm trying to think if there were other I mean there was any other parts in the book that really really stood out to me did any stand out to you yes okay absolutely which ones I think and it's the part of the book that keeps it from being a five-star book for me Mm. and it's and it's Harriet's mm -mm. it's Harriet's choice to abandon her 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 work Mm. and give it up That, that that really stuck in my craw it really did but is that because we're brown Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> no, but also, but also, okay. So I will, I will let everybody know. Um, I'm an optometrist. I went to optometry school in Southern California. My husband and I got married the summer before I went to school and he worked, he was working and he did not move down with me. So optometry school is four years long and we were married and we were newlyweds and my husband 
lived in Washington state the whole time we were married. And he came and he would commute and he would visit me. He would come every other weekend. We would have a lovely weekend together and he would fly home and, and he was, and I worked on what I needed to work on to finish my degree so I could be done and go into the workforce and do what I need to do so I can be an independent person who makes money and you know what it, it is what it is. But the point is I made that work It was not an ideal situation, but you do what you have to do so that you don't have to end up in a situation like Harriet did, like Harriet's parents did, which is basically you don't have enough money. You're, you're insecure with your livelihood and that makes, and that limits the choices that you have in the future Mm -hmm. to, to not have done that. So for me, it was really offensive when the very simple solution could be that they could have just done some long distance relationship you know, if you wanted to make it more serious, get married or whatever, and then continue to have a long distance relationship, see each other on the few times that you have off, finish your degree. If you don't want to be a brain surgeon, you have a medical degree. Mm -hmm. You could do anything. You could work from home. We have a neurology, a neurologist friend who just looks at scans from her computer and diagnoses and tells people what to do remotely. You don't even have to see people in person. You do not have to do brain surgery, but you do need to finish your residency to qualify to do anything you can't just leave your md degree hanging out and you have three hundred thousand dollars at least at least three hundred thousand dollars worth of debt at that point in her residency she's two years in she has her four-year medical degree at columbia like that shit's expensive and then you have two years of residency you're not making a lot of money doing that at all you have all of this debt you're not putting down any of your debt. There is no way that you're going to own a pottery store and be able to put away even the interest on the debt that you have. Like you're just never going to dig yourself out of it. And your parents co-signed on that loan. Okay, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What the hell? So right, go ahead. That is, I agree with everything you're saying. However, I'm going to put the icing on the top. It was four years of med school. It was four years of residency. And then she goes into fellowship for this like the specific brain, whatever, sure. surgery or whatever. So sure. that's putting in a lot of work. I agree it with is. you. And I, I sat there like, this would not fly in my family, in my culture. <laughs> this is not okay. And I and I actually thought that, wasn't there like some point that she said something like, oh, I really like teaching or teaching others or something. I really thought she was going to use her degree and her experience, she at least passed the boards to go back and teach somewhere. Yeah, she, she could have done. I, I would have been done, okay with. I that. don't think she said that she liked to teach. She liked I to clean. She, she liked to organize and she liked to oh. clean. And she was like, her favorite part of her residency is like the grunt work, where she's like yeah. putting things away and doing this, and that's fine. You could do so many things with your degree that is not the typical surgery route and be happy and still make hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and pay back the loans that your parents co-signed on. Like it just was such an enormous waste for me and it just didn't seem realistic. And I was like, this is how I know Emily Henry did not go to medical school or <laughs> professional school of some kind with 300 plus thousand dollars. And I did not have $300,000 worth of debt. I graduated with $140,000 worth of debt. And... And I only managed to do that because I only pulled out loans for school and not for cost of living. Like I, my husband, again, I was married. He helped me with bills. He was working. That was part of the reason why he didn't move down with me. We were making a choice Mm -hmm. and he was able to pay for where I lived and he lived with his parents. Does that sound familiar? He lived with his mom and helped with his disabled dad. Like that's what we did. Mm -hmm. And and I will tell you that I told this to one of like the Mormon guys at my school who was also married and, and he was like, oh, your husband doesn't live with you. And I said, no, he still lives in Seattle. And he told me, oh, I could never do that. I just love my wife too much. So obviously some people must think that I don't love my spouse enough. Mm-hmm. But the point was that I loved him enough that I imagined our whole future together and wanted to do what I could do to like make our future look the best. And for me, that was to go this route. Mm-hmm. And so for her to just be like, well, screw it. It's not it's not making me happy. Well, can you do something else with what you de- what you have that mm-hmm. will also make you happy? Because you know what does make somebody happy? Having enough money to not worry about bills. Yeah. To not worry about like, can I afford it if my car breaks down? Like her parents did. This is the thing that really got to me is that her parents were, were like financially insecure and it stunted their ability to live happy lives. Mm-hmm. And she was 
traumatized by she this. She didn't learn from it. She didn't like learn she, from it. She, I'm she like, she was traumatized, but didn't learn a thing. She didn't from learn. It. <laughs> I was like, you could have. She she was already on her ticket out of ever having to worry about anything again, mm-hmm. and all she had to do was just finish two to four more years long distance from her spouse, boyfriend, fiance, whoever it was, see him as often as she could. They obviously have such a deep connection that there was not going to be anybody else for them. So they would have made it through just like my husband and I did. Mm -hmm. And then you could go on to live and have, you could do something that was not brain surgery. Or you could go into private practice, or you could go work in a or hospital. Or you could as just like an, suck it up and do brain surgery. Or you could do that. <laughs> or you could become a hospital administrator. Mm-hmm. You could do the grunt work. You could be part of a medical school in Montana and like and like oversee like students coming in and out of the medical school. There's so many things mm-hmm. that you would have the option to do. And sometimes you can even like go work for a pharmaceutical company with your degree and do something there. Like there are so many things you can do with your degree that are not. I don't even have that. A medical degree is different than what I have. Mine is too specialized. But she could have done so many of these other things that would have made her less unhappy and tons of money so that she could pay off her loans. And then once her loans are paid, whatever. My loans are now paid. Yeah, I'm going to brag about that. We paid them last <laughs> last year. And now if I decide to change careers, I don't at least have to think about, well, I'm still paying off my loans for optometry school and I'm not even an optometrist anymore. Like that sucks. Like, no, like I get to move. I'm clean now. I get to move on. Right. If I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this was like the one sticking point. that was like, of course, by the end of this book, this almost perfect book, this almost perfect book, she gives up like all of this stuff and puts herself into the deepest hole that you could never yeah. dig yourself out of now that that part also really really bothered me I thought I thought like there was gonna be like this like a year from now kind of like thing where okay I took a year off yes I need to do that too I need to take a breather but then I went back and I was rejuvenated or Mm -hmm. fine I still hate it but I gotta Mm -hmm. get through it I actually while you were talking I just remembered one of my friends from my back from back home she actually did the same thing she was in residency I think she was like in her last year of residency too and she just quit she like her husband also was like an ER surgeon they were the same year and she just quit her last year he kept going and so this is a brown person and her parents were so humiliated embarrassed in the whole community that they lied and they they like told all the other aunties and uncles that she was like I don't whatever she was still in it and they never told anybody and it was like this big huge scandal in our community that isn't that funny that that is a scandal but it was like this scandal in our community and finally and actually she played the part too like she would come to like dinner parties like in her scrubs and stuff like that and say like oh I just came off a shift and we finally we found out from her little sister that she had actually quit and we were all like wait what we had no idea that she did that see that's weird too like I, I I I I my perspective is not like oh you let your parents down like fuck her parents her parents sucked (laughs) like that has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. them it has only to do with like you your own security your own future your own debt you own that debt now you're Mm -hmm. never getting out of it owning a pottery studio I'm sorry especially when you self-proclaimed suck at doing pottery like I think she probably thought like Wynn was like I got you with he, when he was so successful with his furniture business. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's what I, I think. would never de- <laughs> want to depend on anybody no, else. Same. To, that's how I feel. <laughs> like, like I know your your husband's a physician. You still work. Like I, <laughs> you know, my husband does better than I do, and I still work. And it's just like one of those things where like I don't want to. I would never want to like just hang all my like hang all of my you know put whatever put all my basket. eggs in one basket that's a better metaphor that mm. it's actually coming to me but um <laughs> but like that was my big problem with it I'm like you just really just like shot your whole future in the mm-hmm. foot and you just had to suffer a little bit more I'm sorry we all have to suffer I suffered through school we all have to suffer to get through mm-hmm. it may not be the most magical thing I don't even want to do optometry anymore like I don't I don't I you know this is what I'm saying like you we do it doesn't have to be your dream job. It doesn't have to, not everything has to be your dream job. You can just do your job and then go do the stuff you like and go to pottery and hang out with your friends and see your husband. I mean, what you can do is try to make your job 
give you the best work-life balance that you can of what you know out of all of your choices which again she has she would have had a lot of options to make that happen and you know you can uh you know work less if you worked in private practice you could decide how many patients you and how many cases you wanted to take on etc like you have some choice and then of course make the rest of your life great if you have the income to support it if you don't have the income to support your the future best life you want like you know i know some people it's not it's not always possible but for her it was right there yeah she was very like short-sighted because like when i mean i lived with my husband, when, we were in, when he was in residency, I feel like I was in residency. It was hell. It was yeah. like the worst. I believe that. I know. I have worst friends time who of our life. Yes. <laughs> it was yes. horrible. But yes. it's like, okay, long term. It's temporary. I see the light. Exactly. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't understand why she was just so short-sighted. I think what she needed was therapy. I think instead of needing dropping out of school, she should have gone to therapy and maybe mm-hmm. taken the sabbatical, take a year off, mm-hmm. do some intense therapy, get over your need to be people pleasing, like for your parents or like overachieving for your parents. But like, don't lose sight of like the fact that you are 30 years old and you have the rest of your life and you still mm-hmm. have all of this debt from all of this time. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, I just, for me, this was like the biggest, this is the biggest problem I had with this book. I just, mm-hmm. and also this is the problem with I have with like, with like, um, like some fantasy books too, where at the end of the series or at the end of the book, somehow the woman main character loses her powers. Like mm-hmm. this was, her, this was the equivalent of the main female character losing her powers to me. You just lost the power of making money, the power of having choices, the power of your own identity. Mm-hmm. And And that to me was like a big shame. So that was like the worst part of this book. And that was the biggest thing that stuck out to me. Not like the gummy part, not this. I was just so mad, as you could tell. I was like so mad that she just like chose this future just because I know you're unhappy. Everyone's unhappy in residency. This is no, no, Mm -hmm. you know, talk, talk to people. This would not have come to us as a surprise for you if you had talked to anybody about this before you went in. You know, I I see two sides to this. You and I are kind of, we're in the same mind where we're saying like, oh, you just set women like generations back or whatever it is, right? You, you know, whatever you're depending on. I don't even care about the rest of women. It's just like for yourself. No, but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? Like you're not as an independent woman and stuff like that now, right? The other side of this is that I can see people saying like, yeah, you go girl. You did what you love yeah. and whatever. So I see but that's not so realistic. It. That's not so realistic. No, no I don't not, know. I mean, I'm, I, I think I'm conservative in that way. I'm just like, it just was like such a shame. So much money, so much time, all of her youth. And she was so close to being done. What's another two years? Skip your fellowship. You have your residency. You don't, maybe you don't want to do sur- surgery. So don't do your fellowship. You still have your fellowship. You still have your residency, which you need to practice. Mm-hmm. You still have your, you still have your MD degree. Go do anything else. You can go online and, and search, uh, you know, uh, LinkedIn or whatever. If you have an MD degree and you're you're certified, you can do almost anything. Go work for somebody who does brain yeah, stuff, like a pharmaceutical a, company, I mean, surgical I, company, medical devices, <laughs> literally anything. There could be anything. Well, I mean, I think just her like not speaking up, her being okay with doing the grunt work, but then like she would get excited about like a surgery and stuff like that but then she'd have to clean up and stuff like that i think that's what she was getting so tired of even though she liked the cleaning work it's like well she said she didn't like she didn't like standing on her feet for eight hours a day and she didn't like doing this this is what i'm saying like you know where where else you have to stand on your feet for eight hours a day at walmart being the checker you know like you have to most people have to stand on their feet eight hours a day what were you thinking do what did you think brain surgery was when you went into this did you think brain surgery was like you do that for 20 minutes and then you sit your ass down did you not research what you were you don't like standing for eight hours were you ever a server i stood for eight hours before i ever went to optometry school i worked at the cheesecake factory you know i wasn't just standing i was running i was running my ass off for eight hours like you want to do that instead like all work is hard all work she is hard work. Just gotten Dr. Scholl's insoles and like yeah. put that in her shoes. And Get she in some Crocs, <laughs> some Crocs and some Doc Martens. 
<laughs> some Dr. Scholl's and some Crocs and you're good to go. Like, like it was, there was a lot of excuses. Uh, it was a lot of like, whatever. I did not have a you go girl moment. I had a like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Like get yourself back to work. It had nothing to do with being brown. It had more to do with like my own experience. Maybe being brown is part of it, but like my own experience in doing this stuff. Like yeah. I had a long distance. There's no excuses. I had a long distance relationship. I had a long distance marriage as a newlywed. You had already been with this man, you know, sleeping with him for years. Like the the shine should have worn off. Like I was still just <laughs> married two months before I had gone into this school, and we were we still made it work. Andy was living his best life. He was getting MVP gold on Alaska, flying down to see me, you know, <laughs> twice a month, and and you know we made it work. And here, you know, it just didn't. The, the excuses did not fly for me for that. But everything <laughs> else about this book feel good. This part is making me like I'm hot. I need to take off my sweatshirt. Like <laughs> I could I could talk about this for a really long time. I am uh, half and half. I am upset with her because of like she, what does she do to herself as you know someone that's had a higher education as a four year degree that really pissed me off. And then the other part of it was the parent thing because like ingrained in my head like the whole yeah. time I was just like <gasps> I could just hear my dad what are you thinking <laughs> no you're gonna go back to school I'm gonna call the dean right now or the chief of surgery you're going back that's all I could hear in my head and I was scared but then like her parents were like they came around who this and I'm not in this world because my parents would never come around I would be disowned yeah. My, yeah, my parents, my parents would find, I mean, I would, I know like myself, I'd probably, if I had quit optometry school, I would have found something else to study and do. And I would have been successful. That's just like my own, like I have, I am internally driven to do something, but, but I, I just was like, so offended <laughs> by like <laughs> the choice. By the I, end. I, yeah. I, if there is a listener that disagrees with us, you sure please comment on yeah. our Instagram. But I think or... like think the problem is like I've been working since I was 15 years old. I worked Same. at Banana Republic. I worked at uh I worked at a a drugstore, a local drugstore. I lo- I worked at Red Robin. I worked as a salesperson for dog food. I would do like I would do like like uh like demos in in pet stores. I did I worked at the Cheesecake Factory as a server. I worked like at a chocolate store selling chocolates. Like I have been and then and then before I went to optometry school, I worked at an optometry office. I was a technician. I took that as my gap year and I worked full time doing that and that was when I decided I wanted to become an optometrist because guess what? You're not on your hour on your feet 8 hours a day. The optometrists I work for, they each worked 4 days a week. They alternated taking Wednesdays and Fridays off. They each had a house on a lake with a boat. They like were the most laid back, lovely guys, family guys, had these families. They were super nice and just like fun dudes. And I was like, I want to do what they're doing. Like I'll have what they're having. Like that seems great. Work part time, be very successful, have a great life. They own their own practice. You know, they had been with each other since they had graduated from school. They were like the role models, you know, that that pushed me to do what I wanted to, you know, what I ended up doing. To me, it was interesting that when she's like, well, why took brain surgery? Because I chose brain surgery because it seemed like the most like successful way to be a doctor. I'm like, that's another mistake. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could have become a dermatologist. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If you had chosen a dermatology residency, (laughs) you'd be you'd you could work three days a week. Just. Mm -hmm popping zits and Botoxing people and putting in fillers and like checking people for, you know, cancer. And that's all you do. And you know, you have a great life and you make tons of money and Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be in this situation and you wouldn't be on your feet for eight hours. But Mm -hmm. what I wanted to say is like, I worked in all these places and I just realized work is work. You just want to try and make, have a job that you hate the least, that you're going to have the kind of lifestyle that'll fund for you, the lifestyle that you want. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal because very, very few people get to have their dream job. Very, very few people are happy to clock into work. It just doesn't happen for most of us. We just mm-hmm. do it because it's something to do. Hopefully it's something we're proud of that makes a difference if you're lucky. But mostly you're just working for a paycheck so you can mm-hmm. live the rest of your life. I know that sounds sad, but it is what it is. I'm saying it because that's how I feel. <laughs> so for me, it just feels like if you could just suck it up, Harriet. Like just... F- suck it up for two more years <laughs> Wyndham clearly will wait for you like just Dude, wait the, the names the win what? yeah okay, Harriet Michael, and Wyndham no well and, his, Michael, yeah. Wyndham, and Lou Lou yeah I didn't, uh, 
didn't they were didn't land for a, me. <laughs> Hank and Cindy, his Cindy, right? They had yeah. like an interesting, yeah, they had an interesting naming for the, was Michael was, I've never heard of a girl named Hank? Michael. It's Gloria. Gloria. Oh, Gloria. Gloria's mom. Yeah. They were normal. Yeah. They were type. fine. I liked them. Yeah. I, I did like, okay, we got to switch gears because I feel okay. like we'll go on for hours. I know. Um, we're brown. I, the, <laughs> the other character I really liked in this was Parth. Yeah. I, because he was also yeah. brown. But yeah, brown. <laughs> I really liked him because he was like the hype man and then also yes. like not like too in your face, like, Mm-mm. you know, following itineraries and all that kind of stuff. I, I liked him. He had he, a good he, attitude. He was yeah. laid back. He was really fun. People person, sensitive. Like he was the ideal man. Mm-hmm. I liked yeah. him a lot. I actually, yeah. I was kind of, I liked him a little bit more than when. I know. <laughs> it's like, get your shit together, Win. Yeah. Win was too down on himself, which always is such a turnoff for me. Like I get the ick when someone's like, I'm just not smart enough. Like I'm just not smart enough for you. I mean, like anytime somebody like is self-deprecating like that too much, like, you know, throw it in once in a while. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But he was like, he did it too much. I got kind of the ick from that. Same. But, um, but I get, maybe that's again, because we're overachieving brown people. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I had that. I had, I Oh yeah, you know, Parth was a lawyer, but I, I, don't, mm-hmm. I think it was. I, I don't think it was that. It was. I agree with you. I. It, it was definitely a turnoff. But yeah, like he was. Parth was just like a lively, he you was know, confident. outgoing, yeah, yeah, outgoing guy, like super nice. I also really liked um, Kimmy. Kimmy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked her state. I did for too. The same reasons, but she yeah. was also very sensitive and very yeah. like, you know, she backed her partner up a hundred percent. Um, so I, I did like almost all the characters. It's not like I didn't like Harry yes. and Wynn, but the, yes. they just certain parts bother, yes. bothered me a little bit. But everybody else I really liked. I wish we um, got a little bit more about the relationship of Harriet and Eloise. Not, yeah her sister I yeah. Wish I, just a little bit more I mean it was like sufficient for the book but I was just curious as to like what like I understand she like was the pride and joy of the family and then she got into a bad crowd and whatever her life pretty much went to crap but I wish we just had a little bit more of like the relationship between her and Harriet especially yeah. in those weird teenage years yeah that was I it. mean I feel like I had a similar thing with my little sister, except for I was the overachiever and she was like the one who literally started smoking at age 15, <laughs> truly. And so, um, and then dropped, she dropped out of college and she did it. But my parents like, like she's cleaned herself up now. Like she's now in her, in her thirties and she's, um, she's like in marketing and she does well for herself and she's like not a smoker and you know, whatever. So she's <laughs> different now, but she was like, I was the high overachieving kid and she was like the one who was trying to match my energy and couldn't do it. So she went the opposite way. You know, I think, mm-hmm. I think siblings have a tendency to do that. Like if somebody in their, in their family is like the star, the one who's making their parents the most proud academically, especially in like Brown cultures, especially, you know, if you have one of those and you're not that one, then you might just decide, well, screw it. I'm not good at school. Then I'm not as good mm-hmm. as them. So I'm just not going to do anything and I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I, I had that. And then Sasha and I didn't have a relationship for a long time, you know, after not for the same reasons, but I think part of it, like she always kind of resented me and my parents, like for me taking the path that I took and her not, but mm-hmm. well, all right, <laughs> go ahead. Okay. So I think we've kind of like gone into yeah, a lot. Again, say. we should do like a part two if we really want to get into. All I know. <laughs> no, no. I think we're good. <laughs> hatred. Um, okay. Let's get into ratings. Yeah. All right. So what would you rate for the plot? Uh, so I think the plot was uh, four and a half. It was again, I think I'm just going to go. Okay. So plot was four and a half because of what she decided to do about Harriet and her career at the end. Got it. Okay. So yeah. the, we, okay. That's why it's not a five. Yes. I would say, I would say a four just because okay. I, it was, I, I knew what the entire book was about. Yes. From that's the true. Beginning. And but this is not like supposed to be, I, I know it's not supposed to be a thriller yeah. or anything like that, but I don't like knowing what's going to happen straight from the, from the jump, you know, yes. I like, 
I, it was like too soon where I figured everything out. Which yes. I know you did too. Yeah. So I, I would say a four though. That's still really high for me. Yeah, that is high for you. What <laughs> really, about really for, high. What about for, for writing? writing? Yeah. Oh, the writing was fine. I, it wasn't like deep or it wasn't too complicated. It wasn't like bad or anything. Same thing. It was a four for me. Yeah. I would say I would say four and a half, five. I think probably five. I really like Emily Henry. I like the way she writes. Like I feel really transported. I feel like I'm in I feel like I'm part of the book and I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. So I actually would give her writing in general a five. I think she does a really good job and she's one of my favorites. So five for me. Um how about for drinks? Oh, I love my it's my favorite drink, so I'm gonna give that a five. What about you? Five for me too. Can't go wrong. <laughs> All right, and then spice. Uh, spice and romance. So we'll split those up. So, but we'll talk about about the same time. Okay, spice is like a zero for me. It was like a one. There was like a little there bit, was like tiny not bit. Really, there, it was kind of a bit. There's a tiny bit. Well, I thought bit. it was more romance. There's a lot spice. of romance for sure, but there was a tiny bit of spice. For me, I didn't th- like. They hinted around a couple of things, but they didn't describe anything. Oh, well, she. Me. What about when they were in the outdoor shower? There was like some. Uh, yeah yeah there was a point in the book where she like pantomimed and described putting a condom on him so like that's that that puts you into the one star category at least okay you're talking about condoms on members so you gotta gotta go i'll do it because we're not talking about like (laughs) fading to black like there is like okay okay and then romance romance is five five five. yeah. yeah it was a five yeah okay so overall Right? That's our only one left. That's our only one left. Yeah. What's yours? You go first. You go first. I want to know what you got. Okay. I'll I'll say a 4.25. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. That's so... (laughs) That's our highest for you. Is it? No. Wasn't there another? The good lie. What was the good lie? Oh, a four. Four. I said a four. 4.25 is 0.25 more than a good lie. Okay. I was going to give it 4.5. It would have been a five if she didn't give up her career. It would have been a five if she had just finished it <laughs> and then figured out a way to make it work. That's the like I'm stuck in my craw. I can't get over it. Like I yeah. just was like, come on, seriously. But four and a half. It was still very good. I still would yeah. read it. I still would read it again. I would still same. be mad reading it again. But it was very good vibes. So I same reason why I took off for that same reason. But then also like just... Uh, I know it was, uh, we had to get the flashbacks, but I thought like some of the flashbacks that we went back to could have been developed a little bit more. Just like I would have liked a little bit more detail. I agree with you with like the writing. I felt like I was there and all that kind of stuff. I I really enjoyed that. But there was a couple of flashbacks that I was like, I thought they were too short. Mm. And I thought there could have been like some more details in it, but 4.25 4.25 is really good for me. I actually like a shorter flashback because I don't want to be living in the past. Like, get to me to the meat of what's happening right now. Like, stop talking about the old stuff. But well, again, I, it was I nice in this a, book. I don't want a long flashback like for the wolf. Yeah. But that yes. was, no, that wasn't a flashback. That was different switching characters. This right? Different characters. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that. But I, just like maybe a, a page or two more with some details in it would, would have be been, helpful. Yeah. Would have been helpful yeah. for me. But yeah, 4.25 or 4.5, that's, this is our highest rating, right? Even for you. I think so. No, I think I've, I gave, I gave, a, uh, I gave half a soul five stars. So this oh, was not my right. highest. Okay. Yeah. But a okay. 4.5 is still really good. I think that's it's really more high. than I gave for um, yours truly. And I have to go back and see what I gave for part of your world. I don't remember I feel if like I gave you it gave a four, a four, five, four. I feel like you gave four it a four. Did yeah. you ever rate it on Goodreads after we talked? Yeah, but it's hard because I can't give half stars on Goodreads. So it's not, I don't know exactly. That's true. So I have to go, I would have to go Mm -hmm. back and like listen to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, I think by the end of this year, I'm going to put together some kind of a spreadsheet with all of our ratings. Yeah. Jenica and Shia's ratings for all of the books that we've read this year and just have that handy somewhere like on our, on our Instagram or like in our Mm -hmm. link tree or whatever, just Mm -hmm. so that people can see. I think that's Um, a good idea. Yeah. Because it would be nice for us to get that organized. Yes. But um, but You're yeah. Right. So, all right. Well, let's I'm gonna talk about the next up. book. I'm gonna tee up the next book. I'm really excited because again, on our trendy, trendy mm-hmm. books right I'm now. So excited. Um, we're gonna talk about the. Uh, it's not the. It's just for, Fourth Wing, um, by fourth Rebecca Yaros. 
Um, so that would be episode 16. Yes. Right? So we're going to do it. We're going to yeah. talk about it. So this, again, I know we said this for Serpent and the Serpent and the Wings of Night, but this is supposed to be just as good. It's as supposed to be just as good as A Court of Thorns and Roses or it's supposed oh, really? to be. I didn't know yes. that. Okay. Yeah. People are saying that it's like spicy and romancy and fast paced and good plot and like engrossing and it's supposed to be really long. So, mm-hmm. so. Um, how many pages is it? Let me, let me look and see how many pages is it. Yeah. Take a look. So we're, um, hmm. we're, I'm excited about it because it's been all over the book talks and the bookstagrams. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be really fun. And then we'll have to, we, um, we'll have to pick something kind of fluffy to go in between. But mm-hmm. it's 528 that. pages. Yeah. So that's not, I mean, not as big as A Court of Thorns, mm-hmm. Thorns and Roses, I don't think, but still a hefty, a hefty book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is a hefty book well i'm excited i'm mm-hmm. looking at the. <laughs> i am look i'm not reading the synopsis but genre fantasy romance dragons fantasy romance, dragons new <laughs> adult fiction adult it's just fun. i've never seen like dragons written you are going genre. you are going to be getting <laughs> a little bit of the different kind of romance now i mean excuse me a different kind of fantasy like is i know this, you're new in the fantasy realm but yeah there's lots I of books like, I love like Game of Thrones. I love yes. Game of. Did you Thrones. read them? No, no. I just okay. watch it. Um, but I, that's my other thing after Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> so I did like it. Um, so now that I see that dragons are a part of it, maybe I'll. Like well, what it a did you think Fourth Wing was about? What did you think the wing was for? There's a wing. There's a dragon on the cover. I didn't even pay attention to any of that. <laughs> And I'm now looking at it, but didn't pay attention to that. Oh my god, all. you're so silly! <laughs> you're like dragons. Oh yeah. my god, it's all over. <laughs> but anyway, it's a part of a, a part of a series. I don't even look cover. at any of this stuff <laughs> usually. <laughs> I'll, I'll dissect the the um, cover. <laughs> oh my god. Um, well, I'm super excited. Um, episode 16, but. Yeah, I think that's it for now. And we'll see you guys next time. Happy reading. All right. Happy reading, everybody. Mm